You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Our theme scripture for the year is Philippians 2 and 5, which says, Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you. We have to learn to let things happen. And we also have to learn to not let or allow things to happen. Simple definition of let is to choose to allow something to happen. Look at someone and say, when you let, you choose to allow something to happen. Theologically, you choose to allow God or his will to happen in your life. You choose to allow God or his will to happen in your life. And, and the reason Paul said let to the church instead of commanding them is because we are free moral agents. We have a choice. I said we have a choice. Contextually, you'll notice, according to Proverbs 4 and 3, well, 4 and 13, I should say, that we are not to let instruction go. Look at the text. We are not to let instruction go. We are to choose to allow instructions to have its way in our lives. Don't let it go. Why is instruction so important or so essential according to the text? Two definitions uh, will show us why, as well as the text. First definition of instruction is simply when you are given a list of things that you should or should not do. 
as instruction. You're given a list of things that you should or should not do. Biblically, it's when God gives us scriptures that have principles based upon his omniscience telling us what to do and what not to do. Now when it comes to God giving us instruction, he does so primarily through revelation. And when he releases revelation or his word, he is going to use an anointed vessel to do so. That's the reason we have scriptures like uh, Romans 10, 14, and 15, which says, in part, how are they going to hear without a preacher? How are they going to hear instruction without someone that has been sent or anointed to receive them? Because some instructions are not anointed. Some instructions can mess you up. I said some instructions can mess you up. Matter of fact, how many have ever been give, given a list of things that you needed to do that you received from somebody that messed you up? It, it, can, it can be in the form of appeal. You've you been given a bottle and you see on now the instructions take Two every morning and take two every evening. And you get to doing that and all of a sudden your, your body starts feeling bad. And you be like, well, I, I've been eating what I normally eat. The only thing different that I've been doing is taking them pills and I've been following the instruction. But it seemed like this making me worse instead of better. I got to move on, but tell your neighbor, you can't follow everybody's instruction. You need to make sure the instructions that you're following are legit. And you can't get no more legit than scripture. How many would agree with that? Yeah, scripture is legit. So if you receive instruction from God's word and you follow it, you're going to receive what he promised according to the instruction or instructions. And we know when it comes to God promising that something is going to happen, he backs it up with his word. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, all of the promises of God in him are? Yes. And? Amen. God going to do what he said. Isaiah 55, when he sent forth 
word or instruction is not going to return unto him empty or void. What is it going to do? Everything that he sent it to do. Woo! Say to your neighbor God's word to do what he sent it to do. And if you don't mind, tell him I'm a living testimony. Tell him one more time, I'm a living testimony. Everything he instructs you to do, a part of you is not going to like it. That part of you is your flesh. Because the flesh is in contrast to the spirit. One of the best definitions of of the flesh is the part of you that fights the will of God. The part of, touch yourself, you. Or me. That fights the will of God. There's always going to be a part of you that's going to rise up and try to hinder or stop you. From thinking, talking, and doing according to the written and revealed will of God. And that part of you is the flesh. Paul said these two, the flesh and the spirit, are contrary to one another. So that they can hinder, alter, or stop you from doing what you need to do. It's the reason you got to be determined to... Let yield or submit to instruction despite your flesh. You got to be determined to let yield or submit to instruction despite your flesh. When you get time, read Romans 7 and 8. It, It talks in detail about the flesh. And, and when, you're, when you operate in the flesh, it says point blank that you're not in the will of God. I say when you're operating in the flesh or you yield to the flesh, it says point blank you're not in the will of God. But that element is always going to be in your life. It's, it's going to always be that. It'll be that while you're praying. <laughs> Trying to tell you, you know you're tired. Why you fasting? You know you want something to eat. Why you trying to do right by a person? You know you should have slapped her. You ain't you trying that like you don't want to, but you know you won't slap her. And, and see, Paul couldn't say get rid of the flesh. He said put the flesh under subjection. Why? You can't get rid of it. 
You got to learn how to control it. You got you to let the flesh know that the spirit is in control. Or that you're going to be led by the spirit of God despite how it cuts up. That's an old country word that, that, that flesh will cut up on. But you have to keep it under subjection. What is it that comes to your mind to cuss somebody out even though you're Christian? Nothing but the flesh. We'll call it the devil, but it's the flesh. Paul said, every time I would do good, evil is present. Why is that? The flesh. He went on to say, I know that in me dwells no good thing. What was he talking about that was that no good thing? The flesh. But then he also said, who is going to deliver me from it? Jesus. You have to keep your flesh under subjection because your flesh will try to hinder, alter, or stop you from following instruction. Now, some of you are going to heed what I, what I said in reference to keeping your flesh under subjection. Some of you are not. And I'm going to say something, and it's not personal, it's Bible, and I'm going to go to it and show you. If, if you decide after hearing all I have said about the flesh and putting it under subjection so you can follow instruction and you don't do it, you're just a fool. I better hurry to my, my scripture. I better hurry up. Proverbs 1. Ooh, oh, you drop something like that, you better have a scripture. Proverbs 1 and 7. Just turn the page. We in 4. Go back to chapter 1. Proverbs 1 and 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise or hate. Notice. One thing that they hate. Instruction. One thing that they hate or fool hates is instruction. And if we, we would go to Psalm 14 and 1, we, we would know why the fool hates instruction. Because Proverbs 14 and 1 says, The fool has said in his heart, or based upon his choices, that there is no God. And see, sometimes the flesh will, will, will play with your mind, try to make you think that God does not exist. You get to going through things and things are not unfolding the way you want. First thing the flesh should do is say, you, you think he real? You done been doing all this prayer and ain't nothing happened. You, you think he real? He trying to get you in the place of a fool. Again, because the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. 
we cannot despise instruction. You cannot despise the instructor. No. If I'm teaching you based upon the word, you cannot despise me for doing so. Some things I'm going to say may be like a hammer hitting the nail on the head when it comes to you. I may hit you on the head. But you have to understand that it's going to hit me too. Yeah, the word is bigger than you. The word is for the preacher as well. And one thing about God, he's going to find you out. He's going to show you he knows what you're doing. Woo! What the old folks say, he'll step on your toes. But we need instruction. And I'm going to show you why. Proverbs 5. Y'all stay with me. We'll start at verse 21. We need instruction. Proverbs 5, starting at verse 21. For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord. And he ponders all his paths. His own iniquities entrap the wicked man. And he is caught in the cords of his sin. He shall die. For lack of instruction. Now notice that. Notice it's specifically talking about the wicked person. But when you choose not to obey instruction, you put yourself, child of God, in the seat of the wicked. And when you lack instruction, you're going to die. You're not going to prosper. You're not going to be productive in every aspect of your life. Why? Because that there are certain instructions you get to help you be prosperous. But if you reject the instruction, you're going to die. Now, it's your choice not to give God his tithes and offerings. But once you have been given instruction and you choose not to give him his tithes and offering, death coming. Death coming. The window's not going to open. They're going to be closed, but they're going to be closed for you. Financially, you're going to be on your own. You better hope you stay healthy and they give you as much overtime as you can get. Because when you decide to do something like that, God doesn't curse you. So you're going to have to trust in yourself and your employer. 
You're going to have the hope that that employer blesses you from now because you got a curse on you. If you do not carry out instruction, you're going to die. If God tells you to do such and such in order to be happy and you don't, you think you can be happy doing something else? Sooner or later, what you think you can be happy doing, that's going to come to an end. It's going to die. Let me break it down a little more. If you do not follow instruction, you're messing up your own self. In a horrendous or awful way. I don't like messing up myself. I done messed up myself before. Have you? I have found out that I don't know the absolute best for me. I said, I have found out that I don't know the absolute best for me. But I know who does. God knows what's best for me. And I love that, that he will not hold back what I need to do. He'll tell me specifically what I need to do day in and day out. I don't have to wait for Sunday to find out what's best for me. You have to know according to his will, his word, and the leading of the Holy Spirit what's best for you. And that comes through instruction. Say to your neighbor that, that there is no way around instruction. That's the reason in Proverbs 4 and 13. Solomon was adamant when he said. Take a firm hold to instruction. Don't let go. God said give. And it shall be given. Good measure. Press. Sh shaking together. Running. I got to hold on to that. With his stripes. He said, Ella, I'm healed. I got to hold on to that. I'll make you the head, Walker, not the tail. You'll live above only and never been. I got to hold on to that. Oh, I'm telling y'all what I got to hold on to. I wonder if you got some scripture you got to hold on to. Woo, tell your neighbor, I got some stuff I got to hold on to. That God said and if God said it is not going to pass away, if God said it is not going to come to an end, if God said it is so, if God said it is yes and a. 
Woo! Tell me one of your scripture you got a hold on to. Look at your neighbor and say, tell me something you got a hold on to. Oh, I got one bubbling on the inside of me right now. Y'all got one bubbling on the inside of you? All things work together for the good to those who love God. To those who are the call according to his purpose. I got to hold on to that because I know bad is coming. I got to know, I, I know that things are going to come and attack my mind, attack my body, attack my life. But I'm going to hold on. Because even when the bad come, it's still going to work out for my good. When the bad come, I'm going to hold on to it and I'm going to dance in the midst of my trouble. I got to hold on to Psalm 35 and 6, which says in part, weeping may and do for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Say to your neighbor, you got to hold on to instruction. Got to hold on to Luke 18 and 1, which says in part, men are always to pray and not lose heart. I got to hold on to that. I can't lose heart. I can't give up. I can't become weak. I got to hold on to that instruction. You got to have certain things that God has instructed you to do that you got to hold on to. That's, that's the reason some of you, you, you can go back and you, you can talk about messages that, that were taught years ago. Why? You're still holding on to it. Yeah. You have to hold on to what God instructed you to do. Because you got rhema messages that go back 10 years ago. That you can use in the present. You got a half of a sentence that God said to you that you're yet holding on to. Two words. Trust me. You're still holding on to it. He put in your spirit. It is way. And so what's your instruction to hold on to that? It is And so you understand what he's saying in the text. Get firm hold on instructions. Don't let go. Say to your neighbor, you can't let go. But understand, demons and your flesh <laughs> going to try to get you to Loose. 
what you know you need to hold on to. Enemies are going to try to get you to lose what you know God gave you. You know God told you he was going to do specific things. They have not happened. Not all of them have happened. But they're going to happen because you know God said it. And if God said it, he'll do it. He'll bring it to pass. But there are going to be enemies that are going to try to get you to loose what he promised. But notice the text. You can't let go. You got to hold on. You got to hold on. God told you he, he was going to bless you financially so you could be a blessing to others. But right now, you're struggling financially. You got to hold on to what God told you to do. He told you to keep giving and it was going to come. to You got to keep. I got to move on and tell somebody you got to hold on to instruction but then notice what he says I want to read this I want to read it again notice what he says take firm hold of instruction do not let go keep keep her look look how he put emphasis on keep her now he, he 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 refers to her as a female. Woo! Keep. This is one lady you need to keep. I know you didn't like the way Barbara did this and the way Mary did that, but this is one you need to keep. And women, I know you are not lesbian, but you need to likewise keep this lady. Let that man go, but keep her. Because you know he ain't been that. (laughs) And until he gets saved, he ain't going to never change. So let him, but keep, keep the lady name in structure. Keep her. And with every relationship, sometimes you feel like severing it. Don't sever this one. Don't, don't sever this one right here. He, even though when you get to the point to where, Lord, I've just been following it over and over. I followed it Monday. I followed it Tuesday. I followed it last week. I followed it this week. I followed it last month. I followed it. Keep on following it. Even though it seems redundant, even though it seems you're not getting what you desire from the relationship. Keep in mind the emphasis that that he put.
puts on how valuable this female name instruction is. Keeper. Keeper. But then he also drops for she is. Get this. Your life. That's mind blowing. That's very profound. She is your life. Puts instruction on the same level as Jesus. Because in John 14 and 6, Jesus decreed, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Why does he in why does he equate Jesus instruction and life on the same level? Because Jesus himself came in the volume of the book. He embodies the word. John so understood it, he penned in John 1, 1 through 3 in part. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Everything that was made was made by him. And without him, nothing was made that was made the instruction that that Solomon is talking about is Jesus the reason he refers to instruction as a female or she or her is because a female has the ability or the capacity to create, produce, or cause things to happen over and over and over and over again. Can keep things in existence. Even cause things brand new to start manifesting. Keep her. Why? She's your life. She is the one that, that's going to cause your existence, present and future, to manifest. It's going to be. You following instructions when it comes to giving that's going to cause the manifestation of the good measure, the press down, the shaker together, and the running over to come in the future. It's your following instruction in the present about your healing that's going to cause your Jehovah Rapha to come into being in the future. It's your following instruction when you don't have anything to hold on to or to, or to grasp that's essential or valuable to you at this point. That's going to cause you to experience God as Jehovah 
Jireh. Your supplier, your provider. The one that's going to change your life for the better. She. Instruction is your life. Bottom line, she's irreplaceable. Say to your neighbor, instruction is an awesome female. Woo, she is irreplaceable. Can't let her go. She is irreplaceable. I can't even let her get out, get out, get out the room with me. She she gotta stay in the room with me. Sometimes I, I just like to drive up the road by myself. I can't. I got to take her wherever I go. Ladies, if you know what I mean, just, just, just tell somebody. I, I got to take this woman wherever I go. And I'm going to tell you why. She is irreplaceable. Because she can tell me what to do when I get to Dillard's, when I get to Belt, when I get to Macy's, or if I slide by the Dollar Tree. She can give me instruction on what I should buy and what I shouldn't buy. She is your life. She is. Touch yourself. She is my life. She is the one that, that is going to teach me how to think, talk, and act in the way I should. She is my, my life. And because she's irreplaceable, she's rare. She's matchless and unique. And I'm done. Let's give God a big hand of praise.